Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Zai Wood. I am here with Keith. Yeah, I, I fucked up. This is so what you're saying. Tell y'all we had a mask off next week. Yep. This week, which was last, last week, week, I forgot yeah. to tell you. Yeah, you did. My bad. And we know how that goes now. Mm-hmm. Um, no emails during the during the mask mm-hmm. off, but I'm a little scared. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna hit. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna hit the email. I'm just gonna acknowledge this person so I don't get. Oh, cut. that's yeah. I know where you're exactly where you're going. You, with I know this. you yeah, know where I'm yeah. going because you probably got a damn go ahead on your lawn too, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Misty wants to know why we haven't been reading her emails, even though she saved them into her draft. Yeah, and hasn't actually sent them. That's our fault. We'll own that. Yeah, that she put them in her drafts. <laughs> I, you know, I still feel uh, we need to apologize. Yeah, I don't want her bounty hunters coming after you, me, or us. I, right. I want no problems with Misty. My bad. I'm sorry. You didn't send them to yeah, us. That's all yeah. us. That's all yeah. us. And since I threw that out there, uh, Jamathan wants us to know. He's rich because he paid off his house. So good for you, Jamie. <laughs> Thank that, you. that does us a lot of good. Why don't you yeah. buy six cases of fucking mugs and Mr. Rich Pants? Yeah, yeah. We'll send them all to you, buddy. All right. So like I said, we got a mask off, Wood. What's the mask off, brother? Well, guys, um, every every time we do one of these, we get uh, a bunch of new people. So I'm going to explain. A mask off is uh, when we bring somebody else in, a third person here, and uh, sometimes more, but today just one person. Uh, they do something different than we do, do something a little bit better, a lot better, in fact, uh, usually. Uh, we get to know them. We peel that mask off. We get to know a little bit about them, uh, why they is, why, why they is, why they do what they do. Yeah, it's already starting. And uh, so without further ado, our mask off guest, uh, who are you? What's your name? What do you do? Yeah, uh, Scott Haney. Uh, most people call me Haney. few call me Scotty. Uh, work as a firefighter since 2004, uh, specializing in wildland and with the county fire department here uh, in our local area. Right on. So Scotty with uh, the fire department. Scotty the hottie is what you could call it. <laughs> <'cause he laughs> <does that> fire, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'll tell you what. We, do, uh, we were taking pictures today, and uh, I'm afraid that uh, someone else that lives with me may leave with him. Yeah, she got excited <laughs> yeah. when she saw yeah. that gear, didn't she? All right, so we have a mask off. We, we throw in some questions. They're called layup line questions. Questions out of left field. You know, you're playing sports. You, you warm up. So we're warming you up right now, all right? Right on. Do you have any food allergies? No. That's a man's man right there. Favorite <laughs> band? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, you're gonna have to come back on that one. I don't know. Come back to that one. Yeah. Okay. Favorite band. Favorite. Band. <laughs> <laughs> See what it did there, guys. Yeah. Best gift you've ever gotten. Best gift I've ever gotten. Outside of pussy, isn't it? You can't. Yeah. Right. Pussy. I mean, yeah. that's my that go-to right count. there. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Probably a gift certificate for tattoos, man. You okay. Can't, can't right. go wrong with that. Can you juggle? 
No. No. All right. Wow. Not in my current state, anyways. Favorite <laughs> band, one more time. <laughs> Favorite band, I'd probably say the Rolling Stones. Classic. Oh, yeah. Right? That, yeah. I like yeah. it. Classic. Which era do you wish you were born in? Ooh. Early Western. Jer- Jeremiah Johnson era, you know, like pioneer, living in the mountains, living off the land. So well, that, that could be 1840s. That could be 1870s. Any, any. Yeah, any time. Any, yep. any, uh, but the yeah. early time. Yep. Early 1800s. Okay. Early 1800s. Well, considering what you do, I guess that makes sense, right? Makes a lot of yeah. sense. Okay. All right. Our mask off guest introduces our snaggles. What are we drinking here today that you brought, actually? And you yeah. weren't cheap on it either. Let's just <laughs> state that. Well, I brought a, a handle of DeWars, uh age 12-year-old Scotch whiskey. And it's delicious. It, it, it is smooth. It's, it's it better than that smooth. fucking leaded gasoline I brought. <laughs> I brought some shit that will remain unnamed, but yeah. we yeah. popped that one first. And everybody's like, Ugh. Yeah. Shit, it's going to be a long day. And then you pop your shit over. We're like, oh, now it's dangerous. Yeah, I feel like the first one should have gone in my vehicle. You know, <laughs> yeah. put some oil in that Fucking bitch. Fucking turbo instantly, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and guys, as always, our Snaggles is brought to you by Tiger Claw Tattoo. Hey, they got new windows up. Yep. It's no more a drive through. No. Tiger Claw Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, no more of the go back to episodes <laughs> for that shit show. But. Tucker Claw Tattoo, guys. They'll hook you up over there in Mill Creek. You know where they're at. You know who they are. We've been telling you long enough. Go over there. Uh, see our guys. Um, schedule yourself an appointment. If you want to meet beforehand, and I think they recommend it just to get an idea of what you would like and put your ideas onto paper, do that. Um, then Tiger Claw Tattoo will ink you up, and you do, will not be Do they do gift certificates? They do do gift certificates. Yeah. Do do. They do do. Yeah. Diff, gift certificate. I keep wanting to say a diff certificate. But either way, they do. You, so, got, the, you got the D on your mind. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do, guys. So if you got a birthday coming up, Christmas is a lot of months away, but hell, who cares? Buy a gift certificate, somebody, to Tiger Claw Tattoo. It's our fa- firefighter's favorite fucking gift. Yeah. Matter of fact, get over there, Tiger Claw. Get your ass out there also and, and get yourself a Steal My Straw. SteelMyStraws.com. We are environmentalists here. Yeah, we are. Hating. We save. We we are considerate of turtles, by damn. Turtles. Turtles, get they get the straw up the nostril. Right. We want you to get yeah. a recyclable straw. Right on. I don't care if you use it for cocaine. All right? <laughs> Do what you do. <laughs> yep. I mean, the steel one, you can clean it a little bit better yeah, than you can the plastic, so you're not yes, going to you pass could. biohazards while you're you know, right, doing yeah. your street drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. We're not, not that we would advocate that, but if you want to, hey. Do what you do. You're adults. So yeah. I don't give a shit what you do. Just if buy the damn straw. You saw the E, which stands for explicit on this podcast, so, you know, if you're listening, that's on you. So uh, buy your straws. Do whatever you do with them. I would suggest that you put them in one of those new tumblers that we have. You slide it in the top. That's right. Yeah. It's right down. Slip it right all in the way down as far as you can get it in there. <laughs> and drink it out. The, the, so what you say in tumblers, guys. I hate they, when you look at me when you say shit like that, okay? Look away when you say that. <laughs> I have to make eye contact with somebody when I do it. I don't want to freak your guest out too much here. So, guys, go over to uh, com. Buy a tumbler. $20, we'll ship them to you. They're etched in, and that means they're not going to wash off. You can put those in the dishwasher. It doesn't matter. We got blue with the silver etched, or we got the stainless steel with the black etched. Either way, they're beautiful. They're never going to wash off. They're never going to fade away. So you can get your Steal My Straws, stealmystraws.com, um, with the promo code SWCS, and then buy the tumbler, and it'll make your life complete. All right, firefighter. Every kid, at least I did. I wanted to be a firefighter when I was a kid. How old were you when you decided, I'm going to, I want to, I am a firefighter? Oh, man. I was, I was pretty young. Uh, 
Probably about seven, six or seven, probably seven years old. Yeah. What, what happened? Uh, some friends and I, I was living in California at the time. Some friends and I, we were, uh, they had all these bushes and you, you, you'd build a, a fort in these bushes, right? Okay. Where all the spiders live. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd play Ninja Turtles and in the forts was our, was our bushes and um, we lit some, the field on fire. There we go. You yep. pyro motherfucker. Yep. You guys yep. are pyros. Yep. I knew it. Go ahead. Yep. So that, that field caught on fire and it caught another field on fire and it caught another field on fire. And you had Damn. a heart on and you had a heart on. You're like, I could do this. <laughs> so, uh, we all ran home, you know, we're in, went and hit our rooms and there's this fire burning. And my mom was like, could see that I was physically upset and smelled like fire, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So she takes one me, of the telltale signs of a fire. Yeah. So she takes me down there <laughs> and uh, tells the firefighters, "Hey, he lit the fire." Ooh. And I'm like, well, we're, we're busy right now. Bring him by the fire station tomorrow. We'll talk to him. Different time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I go into the fire station and sit down and I watch a video, learn about what a pyromaniac is and <laughs> arson and all that stuff. You know, get get the this the fear of of fire put into me in mm-hmm. essence and. Uh, we're, we're done, and we go out, and the firefighters are like, you know, did you learn your lesson, asking me questions? And the firefighter goes, you know, what's a pyromaniac? Well, I give him the definition. He goes, what's the difference between a firefighter and a pyromaniac? I don't know. Firefighters are heroes when they play with fire. Want to go look at the trucks? That was it right there. Oh, Damn. Just, he was cool, and he treated yeah. you the right way and lighted some, lit something in you. Yep. Yep, wow. we went took a tour of the fire station and looked at all the fire trucks, hung out with them for about half the day, uh-huh. and got to turn on the flashing lights, and that was it, man. I was hooked. I was hooked, yeah. Seven yep. years old. Do you get something in you when you see a fire now? Does it, you know, do you get amped up? It's like game time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it definitely changes your, your frame of mind, you know. But you were in California when this happened. Yeah. So you probably lit half the damn state on fire. <laughs> Right. Well, <laughs> at at the time, we had been evacuated from our houses two times before, oh, because gosh. of the wildfires. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so naturally, you thought, well, this would be a good idea. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Seven year old logic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it was pretty much coming to that because it just kept lighting field after field after fire, uh, you know, on fire. Uh-huh. And we lived right at the the foothills of these mountains and. That was their big concern is, oh, we're going to light these mountains on fire again, you know. So laser focus from the age of seven to the age, how were you when you became a firefighter? I was 20. So, yeah, you went straight there. You Mm -hmm. you made it to the line. You saw it. Nothing deterred you. I screwed around a little bit. Uh, When I was in high school, they they offered this program uh, through through the the college and South Jordan Fire kind of combined, and they offered this program, but... I was screwing around a little bit too much, didn't take it serious. Mm-hmm. So it took me a couple of years outside of high school to really get dialed back into what that's what I wanted. And once I got in, it's like, oh, there's no other way. How many mm-hmm. how many knots can you tie? <laughs> <laughs> you got well, some knot tying motherfuckers. Right. I'm yeah. on the tech rescue team, so um probably at least fifteen. Damn. I know that's not a big number, but it's bigger it is, than, yeah, I, yeah. I think I got two. I can tie my shoe, and then I, when I'm tying other shit up, I just wrap it until it doesn't move anymore. <laughs> that, yeah. the, the, the kind you need to get loose with the knife, right? Because yeah. the fucking yeah. knot won't come out. Yeah, yeah, those are the two I know. Yeah. All right. What's it take to become a firefighter? What do you do? Talk about the, the training. <clears throat> so if I showed up, right, and I'm like, um, I want to be a firefighter. And you're like, okay, put all this shit on. I'm like, 
Never mind, it's too hot out here. Get this shit off me because we had your shit on, yeah. which is heavy. What, what, what's it take? What's the training like? What's the procedure like? So uh, they recommend you getting your EMT first. That's like the number one. And then finding a fire academy. There's a couple uh, in, in and around the state. Mm-hmm. Some fire departments you can get lucky enough just to get hired off the street. Uh, all, all fire departments you have to take a test, a, a written test. And some sort of physical test, but uh, for the most part, if you get those those basic certs, which is your EMT, your firefighter one, your hazmat, then it really just opens up a whole plethora of departments. So the EMT is more like um, like medical stuff, though, right? Yeah. So I guess I have a I, so in my area here where I'm at. I see an am- if an ambulance rolls up, then a fire truck rolls up, and I've never quite understood that. So why, if I want to be a firefighter, do I need to go get something medical? It do- to me, that doesn't make sense. Right, and <clears throat> in the in the bigger cities, you don't have black lung, do you, from the smoke or anything? <laughs> no. It's all right. Just check. I hope not. He's gonna start <laughs> spitting tar here yeah. on the woodshed floor. The coal miner's lung. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here in the state of Utah, in a lot of areas, firefighters just respond with uh, EMTs. In fact, the ambulances are stationed. They're part of the fire department. Some of the bigger cities, it's contracted out. Mm-hmm. So e- the EMTs are just EMTs. That's all mm-hmm. they do. But, you know, in this area, I'd say 90% of the state, they're part of the fire department. And so they just roll in for manpower, you know, more hands. If you have, like, say, a heart attack, it takes, on average, they they did a study about eight people to to get in there Damn. and effectively work. Yeah. Damn. So. Eight people for one heart attack. So I guess, so then if I understand, so if you're in a bigger area, bigger metropolis, a bigger, different state, right, then maybe it would be, if you wanted to be a firefighter, you would just be a firefighter. Right. And the EMT, ambulance, stuff like that, you could be separate and totally different entity. Yeah. Almost Damn. everywhere, though, you're an EMT, no matter what. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Is that an exciting part of your job, or do you rather swing from the rope and kick in windows and yeah, shit? Yeah, I'd rather. That's the shit? Hey, there's no rush higher than fighting fire, I tell you. And, and so it's a necessary evil. And, and, and it's a rewarding part of the job, you know, helping sick people. Okay. Um, but for the most part, you know, that's not why I became a firefighter, was to ride the ambulance. Right. Do, do most guys that you work with, I, I can imagine, like, when I'm a kid and I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a firefighter. I don't mm-hmm. want to go and ride on an ambulance and do that shit. I want to fight fires. Mm-hmm. So do most guys kind of get into it with that same mentality? I think they get into it with that mentality, but then reality sets in and they just kind of <laughs> give into it. Yeah. I've... Huh. I've lived in fantasy land, and I just want to fight fire, you know. And I mean, I'll help on medicals, sure. but that's not like what I'm. <laughs> they pay me, I suppose. I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. You I know, mean, stop bleeding already. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Have you delivered a baby? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. No. But they say that's coming. I'm sure there's guys in your uh, what is it called house? Yeah. They've delivered babies and stuff like that. You hear all those stories? Uh, when let's see, I got uh, I just got off shift um, Friday, Saturday morning. And the station next door, yeah, they did a they did a delivery. Mm-hmm. So, damn. But I, I I don't think the outcome was great. But uh, you know, nonetheless, you talk about the rush from a fire, and what I think of when I think fire, like you know, combat. Uh huh. But you can't negotiate with a fire. 
Right. Th- this is it. You can't talk him off the cliff. You're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't, uh, even a dog, you can, you know, I don't know, bear spray or something to get him away from <laughs> right. You can't do any of that with fire. You did, here you are right. with a fire. What's some of the most wild situations you've been in with a fire? Have you been scared doing this job in a fire? Uh, you know, I have uh, a few times. So um, before I got in with the department I'm with now, I just did wildland firefighting. And so we'd be out in the mountains and uh, uh, remote. I was part of a what's called a hotshot crew. Hotshot. Yeah. Okay. What is that? And Bunch of badasses. They've been equated That's, to <laughs> yeah it. to like the army rangers. And uh, you were on that. Yeah. Okay. So they they have experience most of the time. It's here's your chunk of land. Figure out how to stop the fire. And. <laughs> I'll see you back at the station, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serious? Good luck, right. guys. Oh, yeah. shit. Like, you know, because there's more experience. Um, you know, the guy running the crew has usually got 15-plus years of experience. So it's like the SWAT team for fires. Yeah. Okay. Yep. My my superintendent used to say that exact thing. It was the SWAT team for fires. Oh, fuck. Um, Give me a job. I know how to do this shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's 20, 20 people on a crew, and um, you go out there, and uh, it's usually remote. Usually the guys on the fire engines get all the credits, but it's the hot shots that actually stop the fire. Okay. Uh, and so the scariest I, I've had, I've had a few, but the scariest I had was we were in Yosemite National Park, and they had they have what's called sugar pine trees, and they're about six feet in diameter. Okay. And they're upwards of 100 feet tall. Damn. And this one had been hit by a fire. It was still standing. Uh, but it had what's called a cat face in it. So one side of the uh, the fire had hit it and burned out more than the rest. And no, you, you called it a cat face? Yeah. Okay, so the fire had hit it. Uh, what do you mean burned out more than the rest? So it, we have all these weird logging terms, you know, and so that's one of them is cat face. So one side of the tree was weaker than the rest of the okay, tree. Okay, so if I had taken okay. an axe and chopped on one side, it was like that. Yeah, okay. exactly. And the tree was leaning uphill, and we were side hill to it, but... The, this cat face or this weakened side of the tree was on the side that faced us. And I was on a squad at that point, and there was 10 of us. And we were cutting line, which means, you know, using chainsaws and, you know, shovels at Pulaski's, which is like a modified axe, clearing away all the ground fuel to stop this fire. And just we hit a sugar pine that was laying on its side, so it's six feet tall, or, you know, in diameter. So mm-hmm. if it's laying on the side, it's six feet tall, right. trying to cut through it. And it just took us some time. And I was running a chainsaw at the time. Me and the partner, we were on one side of the log. Two guys were on top of the log, two, and the rest of the squad was on the other side. This tree just gave way, and it's just this crack, boom sound, and here it comes towards us. And it was like on the movies, you know, where they're like running and the explosion happens behind them and they all jump. And so that's what happened to us. And me and the other guy on the side of the log, as we took off running, there was only one way for us to go. And that was downhill. Okay. And as we took off running, he tripped, but I couldn't stop to help him. I kept running and it was literally like this explosion Hmm. and this hundred foot tree that's six feet wide landed in this area the one of the guys that was on top of the log he jumped off he had such an adrenaline dump that he just started puking uh-huh you know yeah. 
and we were all stood up, all shaking. I thought for sure this guy had been crushed by a tree. He had fallen but rolled out of the way. And Damn. he's like the, the teenage girl in the horror movies that trips over a piece of grass running from Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you still give him shit. Do you still know this guy? Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to give him shit on that. Like every, every year, uh, like around that time that happens, he'll send me a message like, Hey, thanks for that day. Yeah. Not helping me asshole. But, well, cause, <laughs> cause I had this uneasy feeling looking at that tree. So I didn't take my eyes off this tree. Like, Hey, and everybody else is like, no, man, it's a sugar pine. That, that tree's going to be here well after we're gone. I, I don't know. I just got an uneasy feeling about it. Yeah. You know, my gut's telling me. Mm-hmm. So I just stood there and, and just stared at it. And this guy was fueling up his saw. He had his back to it. And when that tree started to go, I grabbed him by the shirt and pulled him to his feet. Okay. And that's what caused him to trip because he, ha- he was kneeling down. Uh-huh. So he got up and started running, but he didn't have his feet underneath him. And he tripped. But then he just rolled with it, yeah. you know, and the area that we just worked just completely smashed by this tree. And see, yeah. that ending part of the story where you talk about having a feeling, it's weird because I'm a big fan of karma mm-hmm. and, and energy and stuff like that. And it's funny, I hadn't seen a guy in over 20 years, and my buddy bumped into him. We were talking about him, and I hadn't seen him. Then just all of a sudden, I bump into him. You haven't seen him in 20 years, but because you spoke his name, right. you understand what they, I mean? It brought back to you. Up, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of equate that with that. Maybe that's a backwards way to do that. But just if you have a feeling, go with it because that, right. those energies are out there. Right. Man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you're out there fighting these fires, desolate areas, right? Yeah. Because uh-huh. they usually start in desolate areas. Right? Yeah. So very do you guys remote. sleep out there? Uh huh. Yep. So we usually have what's called a base camp, and that'll be like a fairgrounds or a park or uh, a, you know some sort of resort, and that's where they'll put us all up. And then we have what's called spike out, which is you work, you 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 sleep where you work, you get up in the morning, you eat MREs and drink Gatorades, and you get right back to work. What do you shit? Yeah, you just <laughs> dig a hole. Uh. If you're in base camp, you got the blue huts, the porta potties. Uh-huh. But if you're out on spike, you just go dig a hole and see. That's, that's I, 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 I don't think I could do that. I'm too domesticated. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah my wife. Yeah. She, like, I've if it doesn't, this. if it doesn't flush, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> it's just yeah. right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She, she loves camping, man, and I, I, I'm two days good at holding my shit. I couldn't. There's no way in hell I could be up there no using way, a sock, you know, because you gotta use your core and all that. And yeah. I'd, I'd feel like I had to shit all the time because I, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so why do they call it cat face? I, you know, it's a logging. It's a it's an old logging term, huh. um, and it's just it's weakened on one side. So if it didn't have fire or disease, the tree would be fine. But because cats are shitty, and cats, I don't know if they carry fire or disease, but in my mind they do. It's another reason not to have a cat, right? Yeah, yeah. a yeah. cat's face almost killed you. By the way, yeah. You cat or dog? You like cats or dogs? Oh, I, I love dogs. You're a dog, I'm a dog guy. Okay. Yeah. You see a lot of animals up there. Uh, a fair, I'd say a fair amount. I've seen a handful of bears, all in California. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, deer, you know, moose. Do you find many burned up animals, or do they have a good sense for getting out of there? You find a few. We will have a so a lot of times we fight fire with fire, which is we'll get out ahead of the fire, put fire down. Which is something I wanted to ask you about, but go ahead. Yeah. So, like in the desert, the real problem we have is the rabbits. There's so many rabbits, right? Uh huh. 
they'll catch on fire and they'll run across your line. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. Yeah. No, I don't mean to fl- laugh at that. That's funny shit. Flaming, like yeah. Flaming there, there goes Thumper and he's on fire and you got to bat it back in with the shovel, man. It's like, dude, stay like, here. Don't go over here and light shit on fire and fuck my game up, right? Yeah, right. Like, no like, shit. And Bryce Harper swinging too. and thunk. Yeah, they're fast, man. And they just take off across the line and... They're gone, and there's this trail of fire. I'm surprised there's never been, like, you know, back in Braveheart days, it was never anybody who did that, who lit rabbits on fire, you know, some just send some, them. some tribe or some, <laughs> yeah, some right? and just throw them over the wall at a castle that's, and shit. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I was back in those days, I'd be catching all the rabbits I could. Here you go. So the first time you saw that, you had to be like, what the fuck yeah. am I watching? <laughs> And it's like everybody's scrambling, chasing this ro- these rabbits, you know. Not to help it, but to keep the fire contained. Huh? Yeah, because you know? you're not trying to put it out. You just pick it up and throw it back in the fire. <laughs> or, yeah, oh, you just pinging it with a shovel, you know. Just Ping. beat it down. Yeah, and like I said, you're going all Bryce Harper trying to to bat that thing back into the <laughs> 300, you're up, 300 feet. Poof, right, the other way. Why do you light the fires? I, I see that on the news. You know, every year the West catches on fire, mm-hmm. and I see you guys out there. You got your big giant what, what else? Cans of gas and yeah, drip torch, drip yep. torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I knew a guy that had drip torch one time. Man. <laughs> he all been, sorts of fires. He was yeah, penicillin he was for a long fire. time. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's putting fire down, huh? Yeah. So why do you do that? So. Most of the time, there's too much fire to to put water on, right? I mean, you see the helicopters, you see the planes, they're dropping stuff, right? But it's just, there's just too much fire. So if we can get out ahead of it and establish containment lines, roads, highways, using dozers, and we can put that fire down if if the conditions are right, then we've taken all the fuel away from the advancing fire. So you'll go to a road... And light that on fire, hoping it goes that way to stop the fire. So you'll burn this down going that way so going the fire doesn't the get fire. here and jump the road. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now so, you're, really, you're, you're really rolling the dice. And, and so that, that, that story I told you about the tree, that was like kind of an outside norm. Because, you know, fire's dangerous, right? Yeah, it is dangerous, but you have no problem fucking with it. Go ahead. <laughs> so... If the conditions are right, you know, we'll, we'll get out there and we'll put this this we call burnout burn off operations and the, but the conditions have to be right so the story i told you about the tree falling on us you know <clears> that <throat> was a kind of an out of the norm thing a lot of times with these burnout operations if it doesn't go just right it's could be catastrophe okay and you know i've been on a few of those where it didn't go right they put too much fire on the ground or the wildfire didn't cooperate with the fire we put down, and so it it blew out of the line. And uh, my first year on the shot crew, we went on two shelter deployments, which is those tinfoil tents that... I was going to ask you about that, where yeah. the fire goes over you. Yeah. You've done that? I've never deployed a shelter, no. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, Damn. that would be the most scary shit right there, man. Yeah. How, but, do you, how do they breathe in that fucking thing? Because yeah. the fire takes all the oxygen. Right. They... They don't really. I mean, oh shit! It, we we are the only country that uses fire shelters. What should we be using? I mean, other countries don't use fire shelters. They just go, hey, get the fuck out the way. Get the fuck out the way. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, yeah. That makes the most sense to me. So I, I like how that. Do, how does so as as a person that doesn't under I, I see fire lights goes that way. How does it jump a highway? 
I, this I've never understood because if you go south of here, right, fire start and it, well, it jumped the highway. Now it's going west or east of this or wherever. I'm thinking, well, how the hell does it jump? You know, four or five lanes of highway, right. and now it's on the other side. I, that to me doesn't make sense. How does that happen? So you know, in that smoke, there will just be embers that carry, and those embers will just land, and they'll just start up. Yep, and that smoke is hot. You know, it's superheated gases. And so it just preheats everything, and then when that ember lands, it just, there you go, off to the races. Damn. Okay, how the fuck, then, do you see these <laughs> fucking fires up in the mountains in California, and it burns down the whole neighborhood except for two houses? Right. All the houses around it are built except burnt up except for those two. Yeah. Explain that to me. I, You know, I don't know. I was on a fire uh, in uh, Lake Tahoe, and we were in the thick of it. I mean, we were in this neighborhood, and here comes this this firewall and I mean it's as tall as skyscrapers uh, uh, uh. And, and we're like to the point where we're turning on garden hoses and throwing them on roofs okay we finally clear out of there we come back the next day and it is just the most bizarre thing because there's 170 homes burned down and uh, this was called the Angora fire there was like 174 homes burned down but you're driving through this neighborhood and we were in it and there's a dozen homes burned down. Then there's one that's just completely fine. And then there's 20 homes burned down. And then there's one that's completely... How? How? A lot of it has to do with wind. And a lot of it has to do with what they call defensible spacing. So, you know... So all these people that are building their homes on top of other people... So you've got... You know, you could you could stick your arm out your window, your bedroom window, and touch your neighbor's bedroom window. Right. That's not good. No. Like you want to have that. Depends space, on if your right? neighbor's hot or not. In my experience, back, you know, yeah. <laughs> in my experience, it never works out. So <laughs> I, I want some space. Give me, give me a little bit of room. So if there's a little bit of room, th- that's a little bit better, right? And if you put a green lawn around it versus, hey, I want to live in the mountains. I want trees all around my house. Mm. I want this brush all around my house because that's what. That's what the mountain living is, and I want privacy, and I want to live in the mountains. Well, when the fire comes, man, it doesn't care. But having never been a firefighter and knowing nothing about exactly what you do, I'm going to say, if that house is in the middle, I don't care how big the lawn is, if everything burns around it, it all right, so people may say divine intervention. They may say just luck of the draw. <laughs> you, you know, it's just weird when they show those aerial shots. You got Lester yeah. Holt right. in, in fucking Arizona, and he's standing there. I'm Lester Holt in the middle of, you know, right. Topeka, Kansas, where there was a fire, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's standing in front of the one good house, and then they zoom out because now they got those, what are they called, drones? Yeah. Yep. They got those drones. They zoom out, and the whole fucking neighborhood around it is built out, burned out, except for that one house. So that all that tells me is I better start living like that guy. Because whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. You know, because that's just that's just staying. It's it's probably the neighborhood asshole that it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the way life yeah. is, man. It's yep. the neighborhood asshole. You like yep. everybody's house burned down, but this fucking cocksucker, man. <laughs> well, that's it's probably the guy who didn't evacuate, yeah. and he just stood there. Because uh, typically, it's not the flame front that gets the houses; it's the embers that get the houses, and they they sit there and they just cook, and then they ignite. Fester. Yep, yeah. they just fester, and then they they. They get in the rain gutters or they get under the decks and then it just slowly cooks away and these houses have been evacuated and mm. then they that flame front comes up and so help help me understand this. I think it was l- last year 
There was a, and I want to say California. I could be wrong, but there's always California. Or yeah, it I know. It's always so California. Yeah, yeah. There was this fire that burned through this uh, this area, this neighborhood. It was kind of in the mountains, and it burned through, and it was killing people in their cars because they were trying to get out. Like the fire trucks couldn't get in or out. It was a traffic jam, all that. How does like, how does it burn that fast that people just can't get out? Or is it just people aren't getting out when they're supposed to, so now they're getting caught in it? Because to me, I'm thinking, if I'm in my car, man, I'm going. Like, I'm, you, I'm the hell out of You're saying here. they were burnt up while sitting in their car? Yeah. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. fucking Pompeii, huh? Yeah. Th- this shit was crazy. I, it was, I think it was last year. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was yeah, last it was year. Par- it was in Paradise, California. That's it. Was it. Yeah. The mm-hmm. car fire. Yeah. They had a couple incidences in California where it was just that. Yeah. yeah. People couldn't get out. I, I, I don't understand because... Like if my neighbor's house is burning, my ass is out of here. Like, right. I, I'm I'm going. I'm yeah. gone. But these guys, I mean, there's and I understand some were elderly, so they, you know they have a harder time in the smoke or whatever. But like it was shutting down the road, and people are just cooking. I I, I don't understand. I. You know, I, I, I haven't been in that situation, but I think what happens is peop, there's the people who are scared, mm-hmm. so they don't drive through the flame front, so they stop, and it creates the roadblock. And then somebody else's car catches on fire, and then it starts off that chain reaction. What do you yeah. mean drive through the flame front? Because when I hear flame front, I mean that's the front of the fire is what I think. Where yeah. You're supposed to drive through that? Well, if it means getting out of the fire, you know. But how thick is it? The just, flame front could be as thick as a mountain range, couldn't it? Right. I mean, it could be, you know, pretty thick. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know, uh it could be like a football field length. Okay. In, in, in denseness. In, yeah. Uh-huh. But and if I'm doing a buck twenty, I'm yeah. gonna get through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Fast. Yeah. How fast do those fires move? Like some of them, I know it depends on the wind this and the other. Right. But how fast have you seen some of them moving? So we have a system of measurements called chains, and in so sixty six feet in a chain, and so you can see like 200, 200 chains an hour. Which yeah, it's very hard to compute math wise, but oh, I already tuned out. I just... <laughs> yeah, when you heard chains, yeah, yeah I, I might as well speak French <laughs> to you, right? How many numbers? You're like, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard because you know depends on the summer. If it's a drought infected, if it's a steep slope, you know all these factors. So. So the fire burns up the mountain, not down the mountain, correct? Well, typically speaking, yeah. But it's going to go faster up because of the heat going to the next level as opposed to... Right. I mean, it obviously can burn down, but it's not sure. going to go as fast. Yeah, if it's burning downhill, it's typically wind-driven. All right. Uh, most often, it's going to burn up the hill because, you know, it's just going to follow the slope, sure. right? And uh, But if it's if it's a windy day, you know then it's just going to push that fire every which way. And then the other thing is when you've got a fire large enough, it uh, it's going to create its own weather system. And so it'll build this smoke column uh-huh. that goes to the upper atmosphere and creates its own weather. Is that when you see the tornado Damn. fire? Oh, the fire whirls. Yeah. Fire whirls. Yeah. You've seen those? Uh-huh. That's got to be fucking terrifying. You're in the middle of the shit right there. Yeah. We... Uh, in uh, just outside of Grand Canyon, so we call them spot fires, and that's when the embers travel outside of the fire. Mm-hmm. Five miles away, that's how far the embers were going. And Damn. It counted 13, 13 fire whirls in one area, and there's just nothing you can do. You just yeah. you get the hell out of the way. 
And sure enough, two of them combined and across the way they went. You're naming all these exotic places. You're saying outside of Grand Canyon, you said Lake Tahoe. What was that other one? Palisade? Yeah. Paradise. Paradise. Paradise, yeah. You know a lot of good places to bury a body, don't you? (laughs) You've been to those places. We like, I should bring that motherfucker out here. You know what I mean? We just burned up. Nobody will know. know? You've been to some pretty desolate places. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys get there? You cannot drive into all these places. Well, when I was on the shot crew, we take a helicopter ride in. Okay, stop saying shot crew. Say, when I was a badass, <laughs> just, just cut through the fucking chase, man. <laughs> when I was on the badass squad. We would, we would most often take a helicopter ride in, and they would, they would just drop us off, and we'd leave all our gear and baskets in, uh-huh. in nets, and they'd come back and get them, and we'd just work 16 hours, sleep, get up in the morning and do it again. And most of us preferred spiking out versus going back to camp. Spiking out. That's yeah. staying there. That's staying there. Right you, where you just got done fighting the yeah. fire. Because you get up in the morning and you go right back to work. But you'd get a little bit more sleep. You just get a little bit more. Because you didn't have to travel to and from, right? You could exactly. just stay there. Yep. So that's when you just take your, your gear, you put your head on it, you see them there, they got their hands crossed and their head on their gear, and they're just out. Yep. And you get up the next morning, you hit the ground running. Yeah. After you grab a little bit to eat. Exactly. You, you chow down an MRE, that military meals ready to eat. Uh huh. You just, you know, we call them straight to the neck, man. You just, you eat that up, get up and go. And if we mm-hmm. if we were lucky, they'd bring in these big five gallon buckets of coffee. Uh-huh. And you get that in the morning with your MRE, and that was that was good living. That what's was, what's the longest you fought a fire? Thirty six days. Wow. I thought when he said thirty six, I was like, damn, a day and a half. That's whoa, yeah. shit. No. Days. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Where was that at? That was uh, outside of L.A. County. It, it was the called it was the Zaka fire. And we were close enough that they just kept they just kept us there. And mm. another crew, they spent sixty the Los Padres hot shots. They spent sixty eight days because that was their backyard. They would just yeah. go back to station every night, um, or most nights. But uh, yeah, they they spent sixty shifts there. Uh, uh, the 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 fire that I had the tree almost fall on us. We did three thirty six hour shifts. And they just didn't have anybody to replace us. And when you're good at what you do, yeah. it's hard to find replacements. Right. You know? And so yeah. they just say, hey, we'll get you on the back end. We'll get you on the back end. And So what damn. made you good at what you do? You're on the fire SWAT team, dude. You're King Dingling all-star guy, right? <laughs> yeah. what, what makes you that, though? You understand what I'm saying? Because would not. <clears throat> I mean, if Wood's backyard was on fire right now, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, he'd probably tell his kids to go out there and take a piss and put the fire <laughs> fucking out. It'd be enough of Build but, a wall. I mean, yeah. well, this technique. So do you have to think? So when you're on the badass crew, you're the hotshot guy, You do you think like a leader? Do you think independently? Do you think like a, a, a teammate? Team. You, you think team first. Yeah. So it's more fighting a fire is obviously you can't be a golfer. You have to be a football team, right? right? So you guys are just cohesive. So it's not just you. It's the guy next to you that makes you who you are. Right. So when you're on a hot shot crew, is that a crew that goes out together all the time? Yeah. Or can, is it, are people interchangeable? Uh, De- Derek can't go. Terry can't go. Fred can't go. So we got these other guys. Let's go. Are you like, you know, fuck them guys. I'm not going with them. I want Derek, Terry, and Frank. <laughs> right. I mean, for the most part, you know, it, it, it's... When you're on a hotshot crew, you get a lot of experience, but it's hard to work on qualifications because you're an intricate member of the crew. 
And so you, every member of, of the crew plays a role. Mm-hmm. So how do you leave your team high and dry? You know, how do you bring Joe Benchwarmer in, who's not been on the shot crew all year, to fill your spot when you operate XYZ so well? Right. And so, yeah, um, yeah, last year there was a guy. It was actually on 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 my former shot crew, Arrowhead Hot Shots, Brian Hughes. He was hit by a, a tree, and it, he was killed. And he was a captain, so he was a you know he had rank on the crew, and that's just a loss, man. That's a loss that it's just felt within the crew. It's felt within the whole community, and it just speaks volumes on on what the wildland firefighters do. So he gets mm-hmm. hit by a tree and killed, and you guys are doing your job. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to sound insensitive. Don't nope. think I am. But is that secondary to recover his body, or do you guys do that immediately, or do you fight the fire first and go back for him? And then and then, would there be a circumstance where he could possibly be burned? Yeah, I think that the, the tree was on fire that hit him. Uh, but the focus then becomes, let's get this guy. Okay. Let's get this guy. So you want to get it? You want to get him the hell out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, for Arrowhead Hotshots, that's the second fatality due to ever in their history. They they were founded in in the 1970s. Um, that's the second fatality, Damn. and that's the second time someone was killed by a tree. It's all. It's not the fucking fire. It's, it's the falling trees. Right. We're we're really good about keeping our eyes on that fire, but there's so many other factors that come into it. That you know, you know, honestly, I, I I never even thought about nope, a tree. Nope, never crossed my mind. Nope. When you when I hear firefighter, when I hear wildland firefighter, all that shit, I think f- the fire. The fire. And never, ne- the tree never crosses my mind. And that's two stories. Now you're on, and then that one, where's the tree? Yeah, and it, that's kind of like that unknown. You know, the fire. You can see that. You can put eyes on that. Like I know the enemy. It's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's this fire. But then there's other factors that. F- that play into effect, you know. Trees a sucker punch. That's yeah. a big time sucker punch. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? damn. You know, or or you just pulled a thirty six hour shift and you're driving back to camp, and the guy who's been fighting fire right next to you, now he's driving the crew carrier. He falls asleep. You know, I'm I'm talking worst case scenario, or someone pulls out and hits us. You know, and so there's those unknown factors, those things you can't take into account. I can take into account this fire. I know. Hey, all right, disengage. Pull back. We're gonna let this fire do its thing. As long as the community's evacuated, mm-hmm. we'll let it burn. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. homes can mm-hmm. be rebuilt, memories right. can be reestablished. Yeah. yeah, you know, but those there's there's those unknown factors, and and that passing of him kind of brought to light like what these guys do. They're they're the behind the scenes guys who stop the fires from getting into these communities and. A lot of times they don't get the credit that's due, yeah. you know. So and yeah. that's one of the reasons why I'm glad you're on here telling your story, man. Because you know we're, we're not fucking, you know, again, Walter Cronkite, <laughs> Keith Olbermann over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we try and bring people on to do different things, like Wood States, the beginning yeah. of the mask off. So I, I love hearing your story, man. And you, l- let me ask you this. All right, so what's the difference between offensive and defensive fire mm-hmm. fighting? In structure firefighting, offensive and defensive is offensive. We go inside the structure to put it out. Okay, so you're being aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
in defensive. We're on the exterior. We're just going to we're going to set up hose lines. We're just going to spray water. In wildland firefighting, it's same thing. It's direct, indirect. Direct is we're going to go right against that flame front, and we're going to take it on. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight it. We're going to punch in line. We're going to do burnouts. Indirect is, all right, we're going to back out. We're going to get ahead of this fire. We're going to flank it, whatever. And we're going to cut contingency line. We're going to use bulldozers. We're going to cut down the for- you know sections of the forest. We're going to use those big ass airplanes that drop that red stuff called retardant. <laughs> you know, that's that's defensive. We're mm-hmm. in, we're not in plenty of fires. You know, especially in California, you got those Santa Ana winds. Yeah. Hey, man, we're not even going to mess with this thing. We'll clear out the communities, catch it when the wind calms down. Okay. You know. Well, I'm gra- I'm glad you brought up the that red orange shit because i see the helicopters dump it right yeah, yeah. and planes too yeah, right yeah they'll dump it and and when i'm watching it happen i think to myself well that's not doing a damn bit of good because if i take my my hose and i spray it up in the air and i watch it just flutter all over my grass i know my grass isn't getting watered properly so when i see them dump that it looks like it just spreads all over the place right does it actually i mean is that actually helping or, or what's the deal with that stuff I would think they it helps. They're not I don't know. Fucking... I feel like it's a like a PR thing, right? Look, <laughs> hey, guys, we're working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, boss, I'm doing my best, right? <laughs> Keep paying us because we're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Fairy dust. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So it's it doesn't typically stop the fire. It slows it down. And when it slows it down, we can get guys, you know, people in there to to remove the fuel. The best thing we can do is just remove the remove the fuel from the fire. So you're talking about all the like you said in the beginning here, like it's all the shit that's already fallen. That's you're trying to clear that out. You're trying to catch. So what what is that orange red garbage? Yeah, it's called retardant, and it's um, phosphate chemical compound. Yada yada. I can't say <laughs> it all, but it's supposed to like thin out the oxygen and the the ignitability of the fuel. Interesting. Yeah. And um, so when the fire burns that that stuff, it it's like it's it's kind of like water, but it lasts a lot longer than water because, you know, water evaporates right. when it hits heat. This stuff doesn't. So it will slow it down, and then sometimes it stops it, but for the most part it slows it down. And then the hand crews, the gr- we call them the ground pounders, they're the ones that get in there and get the remove the fuel so so they're digging out that to give you that just that extra little bit of time so that stuff comes down slows it down enough to where you can get a little bit of time to get hands on okay makes sense still feels like it doesn't do a damn thing because i've watched the helicopters they'll dip into the like the local reservoirs Uh around and they'll they'll bring the water out and drop it and in my mind i'm thinking that shit just mists out like nothing like the water is completely useless at least the red stuff feels like it's falling all the way the mm-hmm. water feels like it's just blowing away wood wants bang for his buck yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what he wants damn yeah. it if i'm paying my taxes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right so you've been doing this since you were 20 yep you got a girl yeah okay let's talk about haney before he had a girl because a firefighter <laughs> I, i'm telling you yeah I, 
this is why I wanted to be a firefighter when I was a kid. Because oh, they boy. used to ride on the back of the fucking truck. Right. Remember when yeah. he used to hang there before yeah. OSHA got involved? Yeah. OSHA got involved and said you can't do that. They Which, called them tailboarders. Dude was some badass. They just yeah. sat there. And yeah. I remember you get on there and let you ring the bell and shit and yeah. all that. Which, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this first. So OSHA, which is 36 hours, and nobody's complaining about that. Not you guys, but OSHA. OSHA doesn't come and say, hey, these guys can't work 36 hours. They can only work 33 and a quarter hours. Ah. Uh, uh, they they like to step in after an accident uh-huh. and they they try to give, but OSHA doesn't. They don't know the firefighting spectrum. That's not what they handle, mm-hmm. and so they they they'll step in after the fact and give their opinions and views and their investigations. Um, I don't I don't want to. OSHA typically likes to blame somebody versus yep. a system. Mm-hmm. And and so that's why OSHA's kind of been, and and depending on what city you 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 live and work in, like uh, New York, they only do twelve and fourteens. Okay. So that was Wood plugging in a mic. He broke yeah, some so of our that, fucking equipment. So that happened. Guys. It's not so your headphones. Happened. Yeah, he's fully torqued. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So OSHA doesn't give a fuck. They come in after the fact. You're out there. You guys are working these 36 hours. You're in California and in Lake Tahoe. You're saving people's houses and, and dogs because you're not a cat person. <laughs> Whatever, right? And here you are. You're a big dude, tatted out, handsome cat, young guy. You're 20 years old. You're swinging a hose for a living. And here come the girls. <laughs> how, how was that Punani party for you, man? Uh, I mean. I know you got a girl. And right. this is, you, you weren't always the person you are now. Right. So, so what's your girl's name? Her name's Heidi. Heidi, excuse him, but here he goes. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the watered down version. Oh, but yeah, yes, no shit. Yeah. Well, you know, I helped this one girl across the street one time, and she shook my hand. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here, man. I mean, hey, you can play that card, right? You know, you can play that card. Uh-huh. Uh, it's hard in this line because if you're a wildland firefighter, typically speaking, you're on a fire for 14 days. You're home for two. You're back out for 14 days. Mm-hmm. So... It's hard, other than the bar scene, to really, yeah, you might bring a, a girl home, but she, she gone the next day. What's it's the problem? The I don't see the problem. Yeah, and <laughs> you got laundry to do, so you don't want her hanging out anyways, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and you're getting ready for the next go. So you're doing laundry, you're getting your snacks, you know? If you chew tobacco, your tobacco products, you're getting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so... You're stocking up for the next 14 days. Yeah, exactly. And, and so... You know, holding a, a relationship or even a marriage, because okay. I was I was married at one point. Okay. Man, that shit, it's just... Uh-huh. But neither one of those things are what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about you walking into the local bar, after fighting a fire for 72 fucking hours, and you're like, hey, I saved your town. Who's buying me a drink, and who's sucking my dick? That's all I want to know. Okay. <laughs> Had to be awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta remember here. Keith's on a whole different level. A whole different yeah, level, man. This is where we're at with it. You guys are just, I mean, out there for heroes. You got obviously the military. You got the fire guys. You got the cops. People don't want to give them a lot of credit. We're we're pro cop. I got a cousin that's a cop. Woods right. Woods got family that's in law enforcement. You know, so we look at it a little different. But even there, I and I brought this up earlier. You're dealing with something that you can't negotiate with. Even right. if you're a military, and, yep. you, and they got people trying to shoot back at them. So I'm not discounting the military. Don't right. think that. But you can say, hey, you, you show, you know, put your weapons down or, you know, this, or you shoot their buddy and now fire, the, the tree falls on your guy, he's gone. It sucks. Right. But you still have a job to do because this thing is not going to stop and be like, oh, time out. 
Yeah. You, know, you could take an axe to that tree, but the tree didn't give a shit. Right. right. It's just going to be, okay, yeah, I already fell. I already yeah. done my you job. You guys do some unworldly shit, man. And so how much do you do any interior building fighting? Have you, when you're out there in the wild land, a house catches on fire, do you go and attack that house? You have to go in a house. You have to go and evacuate people. Who's in charge of the evacuation? <clears throat> All that shit. There's a black lung. You're fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, typically speaking, the the law enforcement goes in and does the evacuations, right? Okay. It's never mandatory. It's always uh, a voluntary. But if you leave, you can't come back. And um, so that's why you see, like, Joe Asshole saves his structure because he didn't leave. Mm-hmm. He stays there for the whole thing. And fucking coaching you, huh? Hey, get some water over here, buddy. Do you run into that right, shit? Right, right. You take and, that hose and, and blow him right, out yeah. his fucking porch. Right? And, and they go, they go, hey, so-and-so didn't leave their house. Guess where all the resources are getting assigned? Goes to that asshole. Yeah, because... You got to say, we can't have a fatality. We can't have a fatality. How selfish is that motherfucker? Yeah. Well, and especially in this day and age, man, because, like, how many of our memories are digital? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I so I can imagine yeah. that that most of the those those diehards that are, that say I'm not going anywhere, damn it, my shit's in here. They're older people. Yeah. Because now if if we're talking like some of your younger Gen X, your millennials, your Gen Z, I think we're into now. They, they're like, I don't give a shit. It's I all digital. My, I got my iPad and I'm gone. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's a townhouse. I got I got my electronics. I'm out of here. I don't care. Right. So I, I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but are they typically older people yeah, that stick around? Exactly. They are, yeah. They're, I've, I've lived in this house for 40 years. I'm not going to walk away from it. You know, and every house that fire that I've been to that's burned down, they've built a bigger and better house on the same spot. Because the insurance payout. Damn. You know? I think somewhere that, in this that. city, Chad just fucking got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had our last mask off was an insurance agent. I think uh-huh. he just yeah. he's shitting his pants right now. He's like, I, I think I know where I'm moving my business to. <laughs> <laughs> California, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and that's what, and, and you know, they, they're not typically tuned in with the, the um, social media or Right, they got to turn on the TV to get the breaking news, mm-hmm. and because they can't look out the back window to see that the entire hillside behind them is on fire. Right, think well, it'll never catch me. I built my house here. Yeah, no asshole. Guess what? Now you're running down the road. You ever run into people that are living out in the wilderness? They just found that fucking fugitive that was hiding yeah. for three years. You see that? Yeah, <laughs> he, he's been breaking into people's houses and shit. Did you yeah. see it? He's been living out there for three years. He's got a fucking cabin that he built out in some fucking mode. Do you run into shit like that? You run these fucking weird people? <laughs> so, uh, my last year on the California crew was uh, 09. It was 2010. And we, we came upon three grow camps. And, uh, you know, marijuana grow camps. Oh, oh. I see a grow. Do you flower? Or yeah. Do you Daisies? Yeah. It's, it's come a long way since... Marijuana, gotcha. 2010 from 2019. So you had these illegal grow camps. Uh-huh. And... Uh, yeah, we came up on it like a legitimate camp, mm-hmm. and the 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 procedure was: you report it, you stand down, move out of the area, and inhale. And, and yeah. yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> shit's and, burning. I can't do anything. Anybody let, got any Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really snacky suddenly. I need Doritos and some jerky. <laughs> and uh, when I was on the, you know, there was us and another hotshot crew, and the the 
the crew bosses, they talked, and they're like, hey, look, we can catch this fire, but if we go by procedure, we're, we're going to let this fire grow like twice as big. Let's catch it. So they're like, oh, we'll report it at the end of the day. Well, they forgot to report it. Shit so happens. we keep we keep working our way up the mountain. They forgot to report it, but they didn't forget where it was. Right. Do those exactly. guys still work for you, or are they rich now? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could understand how they would would forget. Yeah. You know, so, uh, they so were high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let me let me stop you for a sec. So if you came across a, uh, an illegal marijuana grow during a, a fire, mm-hmm. you had to stop action in that area and report it first. Yeah, go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like like if I if I'm Joe Citizen that lives down the hill, and I have no idea it's up there, but fire's coming my way, and you stop because of that shit? Nah, man. Fight the damn fire. Right. And th- that was kind of our attitude. Hey, we've got the upper hand on this thing. we got air support. we got we got the power. Let's do this. Mm. And why stop a good thing? Uh-huh. And so the, the decision was made. Let's keep working. Hell we'll yeah. report it later. Well, Hell yeah. heat of the moment. It gets forgotten about. Crews come in to backfill for us, so we keep working up the hill. They're going to spike out, so their gear is flown in. So the gear is flown in. Um, they go off to work, make sure it's secure. They come back at the end of the night to sleep, and all their gear has been ransacked. And here's <laughs> tennis shoe marks, you know, because the whole area has yeah. been burned, so it's just black ash, right? Yeah. There's... Tennis shoe marks, and there's and the the law enforcement was just so upset that we didn't stop operations. And you guys were upset because all your MREs, is it MREs? Yeah, yeah, they were gone. And people's huh? wallets just, and people's all, iPods. All the desserts and, were gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and took, milkshakes, yeah. <laughs> took, my, took my five gallons of coffee. Yeah. With those weed cams, though, I was talking to Rusty yesterday. Okay, all right. And yeah. this motherfucker Rusty. told me about a, a nurse that, uh, had a lady come in, and she had one of those, you know, those big, those fat fucks get it, those big fucking 82-ounce <laughs> jugs yeah. that they refill at yeah, uh-huh. 7-Eleven and Mavericks They're 100 ounces, by the way, but yes. Uh, yeah. 100 ounces. They're 100 the ounces, triple yes. Triple XL. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 100 so ounces of, of sugary shit. Continue. Well, you know I'm what? Sorry. I would have 100 ounces of that fucking doozies pumping out my throat, <laughs> so I'm one to talk. Anyhow, she came in, and she, in that thing, she had a baby raccoon that she saved from a fire. Oh, jeez. Okay, hold on. Yes. It's a raccoon. He, he, no. Okay. Let me tell you the story. <laughs> he started this story by, you're never going to believe this. And anytime somebody says, you're never going to believe this, I'm going to believe it because I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. By the time he finished this story, I didn't believe this. <laughs> she kept a raccoon in a cup. And she's in an emergency room for some reason. I can't remember why. I was drunk when he told the story. But <laughs> Rusty email. She, yeah. <laughs> She took the raccoon out the cup, pulled her shirt down, yanked her titty out, Mm-mm. and breastfed Mm-mm. the raccoon Mm-mm. in the hospital emergency room. Okay, which tells me a couple of things. One, she either has really small children, or two, giving this, given the story, she has had a child and kept her breasts uh, lactating for that long, which I imagine to be 10 to 15 years. Or three... She wasn't lactating. She just liked to have raccoons nibble on her nipples. There's a lot of freaks out there. That's Very true. Callous nipples. Yeah. <laughs> a raccoon sucking on your titty. Yeah. What are you doing? It, I, 
Isn't there crimes against that? Isn't that against know. the Bible? I mean, <laughs> isn't that, that's bestiality, right? Yeah, yeah that sounds that's, like yeah. bestiality to me. I, I, when I think bestiality, I imagine them having sex with the child. Well, we always think child, the guy, the animal, you, you child. Or, or, I don't want to know what your mind was. Sex that's counts as sex. Yeah, all sex counts as sex. Yeah, man, I, you know what? I spend it the other way for years of my teenage life. <laughs> well, yeah, don't yeah, get me started. Yeah, right? Don't right. get me started. Yeah. She, you know, she just touched it. It's. Yeah. I, I mean, you I'm know, pretty sure even yeah. the tip doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I told this story last time. Sometimes my girl gets podcast Keith, and I was talking about renting a prostitute because that's what you do. You rent a place. Yeah, you rent them. Uh-huh. You, you rent a place to put it. Is what you <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about uh, the guy was cheating on his wife and talking about he kept hiring prostitutes. And I was like, is that really cheating on your wife? Because you're paying for it, right? You know what I mean? It's like if your wife cooks for dinner every fucking <laughs> night, all right. But one night you decide to go out to a restaurant yeah. and pay for food. Is that is that is that Bad, you know, <laughs> I, you, you're giving her a break, you know. But anyhow, I tell that story, and my wife is like, Uh huh, you know how girls do, uh huh, is that what you think? Is that what you think? And she does the blinking and shit. And I'm like, oh. And I was driving, so now I'm concentrating real hard on the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> you start changing the subject. Uh, I tried. Look at the traffic and the weather. Can you believe this? This song reminds me of you. You know, <laughs> Lady in Red. <laughs> so I had I had an interesting uh, conversation with a five year old. Okay. Um, uh, Which one? Yesterday, as a matter of fact, one of mine. You got four or five year olds. I know. I mean, stop I know. making me bring that so, up. Okay. So <laughs> one of my four or five year olds okay. I had a discussion with, and there was this lady. She was a rather large lady, and this five year old says to me, um, "Hey, Dad, she's fat." I said, "Yeah, but let's not say that out so loud, you know." Cause she knows she's fat, right? But she says, "Well, why can't I say she's fat?" I said, "Well, might hurt her feelings." Here's me trying to be in a responsible adult. She goes, "Well, but it's true." I love that one. So now here I am. Uh, do I teach my kids to lie? No. Or do I teach them to say the truth? Right. I teach them to say the truth. You teach them so, tact is what you teach them. Right. So so do I start saying they're big boned? Because you know damn well there ain't a bone in them that's any thicker than one of my bones. Right. But, uh, you know, let's just call them fat between us, okay? Let's not announce it to the world. Whatever. Let them do their thing. Let them have their diabetes. Once you figure out that kid's name, I'd like to have him on for a mask off because they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. The camaraderie in firefighting. Yeah. You got a crew of people out there. How many is on your crew? When you were fucking King Big Dick out there <laughs> jumping out of planes and, you know, here I am to save the day like Mighty Mouse and shit, right? How many were on your crew? Uh, when I was on the shot crew, it was it was a 20-person 20, 20 crew. You still friends with a lot of those guys? Yeah. 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 Last year, I went out to a wedding. Uh, my saw partner. It was his wedding. Went out there to his wedding. Where was it? It was in uh, California. What the hell's a saw partner? So uh, everybody has their role, right? That's that's the the team mentality. Do they shut their mouth? Do they know their role and shut their mouth? That's the rock. God damn it! Neither one of you fuckers got that. No. All right. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm so far into Snaggles. I ain't funny. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, we called it the dance, right? You have your your when you're your saw partner, right? That's it's the dance, right? They cut, you clear, vice versa. Okay. Anyways, he got married. Uh, we all met out up back out out there in California, La Puente, and uh, he used to get drunk and say, "I'm from La Puente, bitch." Anyways, Hispanic dude. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're all out there for the wedding. I know the one you're talking about. Right? <laughs> yeah. The Lakers suck this year, man. The Lakers suck. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we all met up back out there, and and uh, it was wow, 
it was all the same guys, just 10 years older, you know? We fell were, right into place. Yeah. It was just like you hadn't even missed it. Yeah. So I know Keith, I know Keith brought this up a little bit earlier, but so when you, there's fire and they call up, they're like, hey, we need your team. Let's go. Is it always the same 20 guys or is it like the same 15 with a couple five extras or, or how, how does it typically go? Because I imagine you said 10 years later now, that's a whole different crew. Right. Yeah. So how do, how does that typically work? So uh I don't I'm not on the hotshot crew anymore. Um I'm I'm part of a county fire department that that does wildland firefighting and so we send a wildland firefighting engine out there and we have guys that are assigned to the wildland team but it's a different crew and we don't work together every day. So yeah. Yeah. So your crew, when you were doing it, though, it was always the same guys. Pretty much, yeah. Every year, every year I imagine there was a couple that would drop off here and there. So exactly. like, like you, you got picked up with a county crew, so somebody has to take your spot. Right. So yep. I imagine that happens, but for the most part, it's the, most, the same guys. Exactly. So yep. you guys build a, quite a relationship, a camaraderie, and all that. And the thing that we would do, is, because uh, we were such a – we were a National Park Service crew – we're pretty remote. It was not out of the norm for us to spend our days off hanging out together. Mm. Yes. During the day, we'd go do our errands, but at night we'd all party together. Mm. And or, you know, day one of our day off, go get your errands done. Day two, we're going to the river. We're gonna hang out at the river all That's day. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. man. It was the camaraderie was amazing. Did and you play sports? Uh, do, yeah, I play basketball. Okay, yeah. we, we any good? Nah, well, I'd have busted no. your ass. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I was a good center, man. I was a good you center. No, yeah, but, you're not getting in that. You're, no. So you were a hack, is what you're saying? You hack me? <laughs> you right. had six fouls? No, but that bonding, <laughs> if right you call it, for it, that, yeah. <laughs> pussy, right? Yeah. That bonding had to be. That's more than half the job, right? right. You know, so you got guys. You guys all hang out. I'm sure some of them might have been married. Some of them might have had kids, whatever the case. But still, you guys made time for each other. So now that you're on this crew, and I'm sure this crew's going to listen to it, so no disrespect to them, but you're not as tight with them as you are because of the rotation and how it is now? Uh, It's just, it's different, you know? There's a a different emotional investment than back then, you know? So I imagine the guy, to to kind of... Uh, go with this point is the guy that was uh, cutting in the tree starts falling the cat face tree it starts to fall you pick that guy and run now that's a different bond with that guy than say the guy that you, I mean you guys are playing Xbox with right right because I mean, that's what firefighters do right right they play Xbox all well time. I mean to... not all the time but yeah. <laughs> well you're cooking and sleeping too yeah. <laughs> and lifting weights oh you yeah, know, yeah getting yeah, those yeah. reps in have you been on a calendar. Not yet. Okay, you're gonna no. be on. We're gonna get a so what you say in calendar with we all our to. fucking guests. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be July because you're, you're hotter Hot. than July. Like hey, Stevie Wonder. My birthday's August, man. Oh, all right, there you all go. Right. All right. So again, back to to Hottest what? month of the year. It is a different level of camaraderie based on what you've been through mm-hmm. with whomever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, earlier you talked about you know uh, what kind of tell you pulling, right? So I was talking about that that fire where 170 structures burned down. Yeah. So uh, we're we're out in the backwoods for a couple of days. We finally go back into Tahoe, and man, people are like shaking our hands and hugging us, uh-huh. and we're like we're feeling like a big group of losers, man, because we've we 
170 structures burned up. And we were at the forefront of that. So we're feeling like losers. But everybody is just like, hey. How do you know that right off top, though? I'm sorry to cut you off. How do you know 170 structures? No, we had no idea. But you just knew you saw houses burn and you couldn't get ahead of the fire. We just know that a whole community that we were in charge of, they, they, they put the structure guys farther in the community and they put us at the front. So here comes, here comes the fire. And they said, here, you guys stop it. There's no way you guys are going to stop it. But try to stop it. Line of scrimmage, like football. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we have that personal investment into it, man. Like, that's our reputation. Absolutely. Right? So we finally get pulled out of there after a few days, and we go into town, Tahoe, and we're going to, like, Kmart or something like that to get resupplied. People are, like, hugging us and shaking our hands and saying, thank you for all you've done. And we're hanging our heads low, right? And I see this gal, man, and and she's an older gal, but she looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell back <laughs> in the day she looked really good. Okay. And she's just looking me up, I like up and down, you know. Uh-huh. And uh she you know, she's wearing some provocative clothing, but you know, she's an older gal. And she she passes me by a couple times. And I'm like, man, what is her deal? This is like when I first walk into Kmart. Uh-huh. She finally brings her cart back around. She pulls right in front of me with her cart. She's got, she's got a little three-year-old in the... She goes, I just want to tell you, thank you for all you've done. She gives me a big old hug. And she gives me a card. <laughs> she's like, you and your crew are comped when you come to my house. My house? You yeah. come to my house? She's like, house? house? <laughs> That's exactly what she meant. Oh, good oh, for her. Damn. Her card her. was a comp card. To a freaking burlesque house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep and, talking. Uh, yeah. And at this point in the crew, I was yeah. the new guy. I uh-huh. was the rook. They yeah. called me the rook. Yeah. But you had the card. Yeah, you I did. I had the card. He, so he the every time card. we went out, I had to be the sober guy. Because uh-huh. the next day I had to drive or whatever, right? <laughs> no, 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 I was no, no, the sober no, no, guy. No, no, no. I'm not talking to the sober guy. Right. I'm talking to the guy with the card. Let's right. talk about that. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this card, this like, uh, get in a... Get in a Bunny Ranch house free card. And then get in. Yeah, okay. get in, and everybody gets in, in you know. <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, obviously we didn't have time to hit up no burlesque house, but she gives me this full-on hug. Like, you know, she's in this, like, nighty that she's wearing out to Kmart. As you do when you grocery shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kmart. Hell Why yeah. would you not with a three-year-old? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, like... Here's this card that she slips me in. Like, we had these crew carriers, and we used to put magnets of every state we went to fires on. And here's that such and such ranch. Yeah, because they're all called card. ranches. Yeah. Get in, you know. So you never got a chance to utilize the card? No, we never got a chance. You no. still got it tucked away. So don't worry. <laughs> if it ever needs that, ever needs to happen. Yeah. Shit's going to happen. And it was in Reno. It was because, you know, Tahoe's pretty damn close to Reno. Uh-huh. That's where her. Yeah. And so. Just so, <laughs> with, with your new assignment now, the Hot Shot Crew sounds like the place to be. You did that for a reason. Mm-hmm. You went out there and you said, look, I'm the fucking quarterback I, of this squad. I want to go and run with a bunch of other quarterbacks and, and be the man. Yeah. Because when you when you make it to an elite team, right, right an all-star team, everybody there is top shelf shit. Right. Right? So yeah. you're top shelf shit. You don't do that no more. How long did you do that for? I did that for three years. Three years. Yeah. You don't do that now. What made you get out of it and are you bored now? Oh, man. Um, Without offending your bosses, because, right. again, I'm sure you're going to play this in a firehouse, right. right? Well, you know, you just hit that. 
you hit that point in your life where it's like you want to refocus your goals. Okay. When I was on the Hotshot crew, we averaged 900 hours of overtime in six months. Um, That's why you bought that fucking bottle of Dewey's 12 years <laughs> age. Yeah. That shit ain't cheap. Yeah. 900 hours of overtime? Yeah, Damn. we averaged. But we would That's hit. average. We would hit, you know, 11, 1,200 hours. Dude, stop right there. All right. Fuck. <laughs> That's a huge ass check. <laughs> but you're too tired to spend the money. Right. Well, you you're to too busy. Too you're too yeah. busy. Yeah. So that shit just gets tucked away. Yeah. And I, and you have and you have a a uh, bunny ranch. Uh, free free car. Free. Yeah, yeah. Free pass. So free. what are you spending money on? Yeah. I mean, guys well, are spending. Yeah. People water, are spending right. Cheetos and jerky yeah. and water. Yeah. And tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Well, and you're doing this in six months, so you know you're working a year in six months. You know, to the typical forty-hour work week you're doing in six months, uh-huh. right? And then, so where I'm at now, man, it's just yeah, it's completely different. So, I, it's a, it's a, you know, you're tapping the brakes. You're tapping the brakes. It's more the I like that analogy. Family conducive. There's that that person inside of me that wants to be out there running and gunning. I want to do that. I want to be in the shit. I want to be in the thick of it. But man, that's your life when you're in it. You, yeah. You, having a family, unless you have someone who's very, very understanding, uh-huh. you just can't do it. You know? what, what, what do your parents think about this? Speaking of family, so your mom, she dimed your ass out. She, she's, she, you're not Italian, are you? No. Because your mom would have never fucking ratted you if you were Italian, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, so you said, like, Mom, I, I, I lit, you know, the next town over on fire when I was seven. But here I am now. I'm a firefighter. Yep. She sees the danger. I'm sure she knows the story. She sees, sees your ups and downs. Mom, Dad, what did they think about this when you said, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And furthermore, this is what I'm doing. Well, how did they feel about that? Oh, man. You know, those couple years in between high school and getting into fire, I was a straight up criminal. Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, you know, not in the violent, hurting, affecting other people. It was just partying and. If you, you steal know. my kid's bike, somebody's getting hurt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I so wasn't not? doing that. <laughs> okay. I wasn't doing that. I was, you know, I I like the the. You were being a. You were being an eighteen to tw- early twenties punk kid. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah as, it was, as we all Right. Do. The Mary Jane and the drinking, you okay. know, and... So you're just wild. Coming home drunk, not coming home, that type of shit. Yeah. Exactly. So they were happy to see you get some sort of structure right. and conformity yeah. to life. Yeah. And, and, and they would have loved to see me gone, gone military, and it would have done wonders for me, but this was what I wanted to do when I was young. I lost sight of that, and then I come back to it, so... They're like, hell yeah, you know. So yeah, made them proud. So they're proud. I was just gonna say they're proud of you. Yeah, brothers and sisters as well. Do you have them? No. You're an only no. child. Yeah, I was adopted from birth. Yeah. Damn. You were adopted and they just raised just you. You selfish motherfucker. <laughs> See, that's the thing about only children. First of all, they get everything they want, right? Yeah. So yeah. when I say yeah. best gift, and this motherfucker says a gift certificate to tattoo, he's got a lot of tattoos. He's probably yeah, got he does. Yeah. thousands of dollars of tattoos on his body. Although yeah, I, I see do. that uh, there's plenty of space for Tiger Claw could add, but let's continue. Tiger Claw hook you up. That's yes, that's our. Deal. I got that's a side. Our, uh, this is this sleeve is going to go into a side piece and a back piece. So could you fit the logo on there? Uh, probably. <laughs> look at him. Yeah, I mean, if you, 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 
you're providing, providing the gift certificate, I don't see why not. <laughs> so you, you're the only child. And the other thing about older children is they can't blame shit on anybody else. Nah. No. Anytime something was nope. broken in the house when your parents was at work, it yeah, was all you. on you. Yep. Yeah. So either you're a sociopath and just deny, 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 <laughs> or you just own it. Yeah. A, and I'm going to think, you know, at your core, you're a good person because you're out there saving lives. So you probably owned it. Uh, I did. And yeah. you got your ass kicked because of it. But right. hey, it's your own ass kicking, yeah, right? My, my dad had a spanking board. Yeah. It was a piece of plywood he spanked my ass with. Yeah. That, yeah, good. Damn. Yeah. Good. We need more spanking boys. <laughs> tell you tell your dad to fucking walk around the mall now. These fucking kids <laughs> cursing at their moms and shit. Yeah, I heard no. this kid tell uh, mom, uh, nope. mom, shut the hell up. I gave I almost peed my pants. No. It, mom, yeah. shut the hell up. And this kid's like eleven years old. I was like, oh my goodness, where's my dad at? Where's my mom? Yeah. I thought they were gonna jump out the fucking ceiling and beat this kid's right. ass. Grab him by the collar and huck him somewhere. Beat yeah. that no, ass, no. man. No, there's no no room for this shit. How can you tell if a fire is natural or man made? How do they figure that shit out? You you got to find the point of origin. How do you do that though? All that fucking it, it looks just looks like, like a chaos. fire everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a fucking dog pile for, on a fumble. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I, I mean? See, right. I see the helicopter fly over and I think, "Yep. Yeah. That's a fire." How do you find a point of origin? Typically the fire starts at one point and then spreads outwards like a V. And uh, so they just trace it back to where it started because, you know, it's going to be driven by wind. It always starts at the V. Huh? It, does, yeah, it does, man. The V. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. it's never our fault. No, it's never <laughs> you either. It's a V. Yeah. Can't blame you. It's, it's always the V. <laughs> and those guys that do that, so they get back to the V, and you can tell from that point whether it's lightning, a cigarette, mm-hmm. a, a spark from a campfire. Mm hmm. Those guys that do that, do they do? Do they come up like you, and then they graduate to that, or is that something different? Are they the eggheads of the firefighting world? Um, there's a little bit of both. Like, you know, I've taken the classes on how to be a fire investigator, mm-hmm. and it's a different frame of mind. It's a different. You got to think differently, and I'm, I'm glad I took those classes. But I'm not that guy, right? So I don't care. <laughs> what <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's What's a fire marshal? I don't give a fuck. I want to put this bitch out yeah, and move yeah, on to the next yeah, thing. That's so, it. So what's a fire marshal? So fire marshals, they... Uh, he said, I don't care. I love that idea. They, they, um, they, they typically work for fire departments. They do the investigating and they do the inspections. So, so they, that sounds boring. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's just a different point in your career, you know? Okay. All right. Do they, do they wear white shirts? Yeah, those are the guys yeah, in the white shirts. They're the they're the administration. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. I'm like, why the hell would you ever go to a, a fire in a white shirt? Yeah, no, because you saw backdraft. Oh. Yeah, backdraft. <laughs> and Robert De Niro was Robert investigator. De Niro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You you yeah. got excited when I said that. That was yeah. a good movie. That was yeah, Kurt Russell and the yeah. bald one when he treated him like shit, running up the stairs right. and ra- yeah. wrapping the hose and all that shit. You go. We go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a, that's a good. No, that's, that's a great yeah, fucking fire it movie. Is. I, yeah, it's yeah. Kurt Russell and Robert De Niro. How is that a bad movie? It's not a bad movie. No, no it can't be. No, it's not a bad movie. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. So you, what do you do to stay in shape? I look at you here. You jacked. You got your shoulders and your fucking little <laughs> medium shirt on and shit. I asked him what size shirt he wears. He's like, a, a medium. I was like, motherfucker, you don't wear a medium. You're bigger than me. Okay. <laughs> What, what, do you, what types of exercise do you do to stay in shape for a fire? No, and I'm, I'm being serious. I'm fucking with you before, but it, it, game time is different than fucking around. Right. All right? Yeah. So you see firefighters. None of them look like fucking Lean Haney, Lee Haney, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler. None, they don't look like that. They're lean, tight, fit dudes. Right. Right? 
Well, I'll tell you what, if, if, if my house is on fire, if I'm stuck in here, if a beam falls on me, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, I don't want, I don't want some dude that comes that, that can barely get out of a car to come and grab me yeah, and he's going to have a hard time. I don't want that guy. I want the guy that's been spending, you know, 80% of his shift working out. I right. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was a dick. But what, what do you do to stay in shape? Uh, Game shape. Yeah. Um. So I, I CrossFit. That's, that's probably the closest I can get to real to life. So you do that with your girl? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she kicks my ass, man. Uh-huh. They, yeah. Do. they yeah. do. They yeah, do. She do does. They do. Yeah, they find that little niche, man, and mm-hmm. they just go with it. Gotcha. <laughs> so CrossFit's probably the closest to um, getting your heart rate up to what we do, mm-hmm. you know. And um, then I do uh, just for fun, quote, air quote that. Uh, I do a lot of charity uh, stair climbs. Stair climbs. Yeah. So I'm full firefighter gear, running it to the top of a of a fucking building, you know. I'm, in I'm full doing, gear. Yeah, I'm doing a scale the strat in February. Scale the what? The the scale the strat. Stratosphere. In, yeah, stratosphere in Vegas, in Las, Las Vegas. Yep, it's 108 Same. floors. In full, in full gear. gear? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then come <laughs> March, I'll do. Um, and so that's the climb for air. And then uh, in March, I'll do the Wells Fargo building in, in Salt Lake. That's uh, the climb for the cure. That's for cancer, Huntsman Cancer. Um, and I'll do that full gear on air. First climbs on air. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. As many climbs as I can go, I'll just climb in full gear, but not on air. Does it? What's, so, the, what's the difference on air, not on air? Help me understand that. So uh, when you're on the air tank, um, everybody thinks it's oxygen. It's not oxygen. It's just compressed air. Okay. Um, the way the system is set up is... I'm, I'm sorry. Can I stop you right there? What's the it. difference between oxygen and compressed air? So if you've got 100% oxygen, like your, 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 your blood is just like... Your body's not working as hard, right? You see those... You you see those NFL players and like they're on the sidelines they're sucking O's right. That's oxygen. If, yeah, that's oxygen. That's to in get Denver. Into your blood, to get into your yeah. red blood cells. Mm-hmm. Okay, air is just what we're breathing now, exactly. and our body has to deduce what's what and separate it. Yeah. Okay. All your right. body still your your body still has to work. Your body still has to take that oxygen, the white blood cells, the red blood cells, all that breakdown still got to happen. Oxygen, it's just like your body doesn't have, half the work is taken out of it. So if you did one of these stair climbs on oxygen, it'd be a lot easier than on air. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like taking a line of cocaine, you know, like your body doesn't have to work hard. Gotcha. So if you're you're doing uh, the stairs on air, is it harder or is it easier than doing it without it in full gear? It's harder because you have to break... um, the the masks that we wear are they're they're not passive so you have to inhale and and when you inhale it gives you that burst of of compressed air to give you that so it's like so it's not giving you the air unless you breathe it in mm-hmm. basically yeah so you have to fight to get that air in right and then you push it out why wouldn't you just oh, do shit. it without the fucking air it sounds like you're being <laughs> suffocated no seriously yeah, it does. having yeah, that thing on your fucking face terrible. So, like, you know, have you ever gone uh, snorkeling? No. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've gone snorkeling yeah. in the ocean. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So just put a snorkeling <laughs> mask on and then race up a, a flight of stairs or uh, the restricted airs. Was right. Like, yeah. Take that straw and breathe through that. Steal right? my straw. I'm uh-huh. sure they make uh-huh. those. Yeah. Take so, that straw and just try to breathe through that. Right. You got to pass the bad oxygen out. And that filtrates through your mask, but you have to you have to force it out. So you can't just you have to. Uh, uh. I know it like, sounds very dirty right now, but <laughs> we're not filming anything, guys. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like what's you have one to of subscribe those? for that. <laughs> That's the paid version. It's yeah. like one of those. That's uh, the gold membership. <laughs> One of those elevation masks or whatever, yes, right? Yes, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So same thing as the elevation mask, other than you have a tank of compressed air on your back and so how much shit do you have on you when you're doing this? What does it weigh? Uh anywhere from forty five to sixty five pounds. Extra shit on you and you're running up a flight of stairs mm-hmm. as many times as you can. Yeah. What's oh, the most yeah. flights of stairs you've run up? Uh so I've done the Wells Fargo nine times, which is 24 floors, which is like the Dubai. Um, the most I've done consecutively has been 88 floors, and Damn. that was in Australia. And so uh, it's each each scenario is different, That's you know? That's crazy, man. It's, it's all for charity. It's, still it's all for charity. No, it is beautiful, but damn. Yeah. yeah. So do you go up and take the elevator down and yeah. then go back up? Yeah. For Wells Fargo, yeah. Yeah. What about in Australia? Uh, it was just a one-time thing. Just go up one time? Yeah. 88 floors? Yeah. Damn. That's a, that's a lot. And yeah. and you said you're doing uh, Stratosphere, which is 108? 108. We won't... Uh, I won't be on air. I'll, I'll wear the air tank. For the weight. Yeah. And then uh, I've done the Huntsville Marathon twice. Uh, full full gear except for boots, and um, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you understand? Because what jogs? You can jog in shorts and a shirt. Did mm-hmm. you know that, or did you assume you had to show up in your no, full gear? No, I no, I fully accept that. <laughs> <laughs> he just I, figured everyone was doing it. Well, I'm here. Might as well keep going. You're not I, doing shit, Wood. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, not. I, I feel like a pussy now. <laughs> I had a friend, Travis Peterson. So Huntsville, they for my fire department, they they. Say hey, if you want to run this, it's free. Um, I had a friend, Travis Travis Peterson. He passed away from cancer. Damn. That they believe he got through through the job. You know, he got cancer on the exterior of his lung. Uh, so I did it for him. Yeah. And to raise awareness. That's a different type of motivation when yeah, you do it, it for yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You say through the job. What portion of the job? So when we go on these calls, you know, who know, who the hell knows what's burning, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, we're breathing in that stuff. You know, once the fire's out, this is the old school way of thinking. Once the fire's out, you're not wearing your mask anymore. Okay. Hell, shit, 20 years ago, they didn't even wear masks. Yeah. They had big-ass mustaches, you know? Yeah. That's why I'm growing my mustache <laughs> out right now. Yeah. I know yeah, you guys are looking at me like yeah, I'm a creeper. Yeah, well, right now, that's how it looks. It, it is, Yeah. <laughs> But it's on its way. But that's why they have them big ass mustaches. Hide your wife and children. Yeah, because because you know they didn't have masks. Yeah, yeah, they just suck smoke. And um, 
So it was, hey, while the fire was burning, you wore your mask. As soon as the fire was out, you took your mask off. You just put the fire out. Well, there's more chemicals released after the fire than during because it burns cleaner. Mm-hmm. So Travis, he, uh, he got cancer. It was uh, uh, on the exterior of his lung, a uh, very rare type of cancer, but they do believe it was contracted through the job. So um, this, the Huntsville Marathon, they said, hey, we'll give you a free, all your firefighters get a free spot. So, you know, I said, hey, I'll do it in gear. I ran the marathon in, in full gear except for boots and, um, and gloves and hood. Um, Damn. But, you know, it, it, it raised cancer awareness. And the city of Huntsville, the marathon board, they donated $500. And they have subsequently to me doing that. And so, you know. I it's mean, for a good cause. That's awesome, right. man. Hey, yeah. I'll... I'll uh, I'll I'll endure hell for a couple hours if it the the payout. I love that you said that because you endure hell, endure hell for a couple of hours, and this person sacrificed their life. So yeah. what you're doing is minimal, right? You know, exactly. we we sit here and I'm like, damn, all that shit. Yeah. This motherfucker's dead. His family, yeah. you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I love your mindset, and that's the fucking loyalty <clears throat> to what you're doing and to the people you work with and, and work beside. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The stair climbing stuff, did that become popular after 9-11 or was that prominent before 9-11? I think it became predominant after 9-11. After 9-11, yeah. I think I, so. I, I hadn't heard about it before then, mm-hmm. right. but now you hear about it a lot. And right. I think it's beautiful, man. Considering I mean, a lot of those guys, that's how they had to go up there. Yeah. They were just, right. They were just going up those no, stairs. No, all, all of them, them had to go up there yeah, like right. that. Yeah. The stairs are shut down. So you became a firefighter, you said, in 2000? So, uh, 2004. I'm sorry, 2004. No, you're all so good. So, 9 11 affected you. Right. I was in high school. Yep. Mm. I was in high school for 9 uh, 11. I, I remember exactly where I was. Me and my father, we were in the front room of our house. We had the news on, as we do every day. Mm-hmm. And we watched the second plane crash into World Trade II. And, uh, you know, I remember the vice principal telling the teachers to turn off the TVs to conduct uh, school as normal. That's a fuck up move. Yeah, yeah. that's what a fuck get, up move because yeah, that was history do. happening. It yeah. was, you and can't that's avoid exactly that. what one of the teachers said. I will not turn off this TV. History is in the making. This is more important than the lesson. Absolutely. And yeah. he just raised his arms and walked out. And I'm sure he agreed. I'm sure he agreed. Mm. But he probably got a phone call from someone else, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, mm-hmm. we continued the rest of the day watching it on every on every TV. Is that know? still with you? I I remember exactly where I was. Where, have so you I, been back? Have you been back to New York? I have, and I've done a nine eleven memorial climb, mm-hmm. which is uh, that time was uh, we climbed uh, World Trade Four, but it's a different World Trade Center climb now, right? And uh, the guys who, uh, one of the guys, his father was actually a firefighter who passed away that day. They uh, organized this, and God bless them, because, man, you, you, you don't know what you're getting into until you try to organize a charitable event, let alone inside of a building that is subletted out to all sorts of things. And those guys... They do a great job of continuing the memory, and so 
I've I've gone back to New York once. Uh, I'd love to go back again, but you know, yeah, funding and sure. But this yeah. isn't just a job for you. This is like in your fiber. From the day you lit that fire yeah. and, and sat there and you know burn, yeah, burn you motherfucker. You know from from the day that happened, it's been in your fire fiber. And what's beautiful is the way they treated it. You know because now you you hear about you know a kid. He's in. Yeah. The, he brushes up against somebody, and they think he grabbed their ass, right. and they try and ruin their life. Yeah. Here you are lighting a fucking fire. Admittedly, your mom fucking ratted you out. Yep. I'd like to have her on here. Cause <laughs> Please don't. She, she will story. tell so many embarrassing stories of me. Yeah, I, I would like that because she, I was just going to say, she has no filter. Right. Yeah. I remember this one yeah. time Haney did this and didn't yeah. flush the toilet. That's exactly and what I she'll looked, do. And I was yeah. like, this motherfucker. Yeah. And we went to the doctor, and lo and behold, he had... Hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be the least of it. Yeah, that'd be the PG version. But, but, but no, I mean, but the, it, it's to, your for, the fi- for the firefighters to say, listen, you're going to sit down, asshole, and watch and learn about how you messed up. Yep. But then we go now we're going to take you and show you that there's this other side of it. Knock, right? it, knock it down to build you up. Yeah. Now, now we don't do that. Yeah, we right. don't do that no. now. No. No, we're we should because look at what came from it. Right, yeah. exactly. You're a, you're, you're a felon. You're a terrorist. We're not going to talk to you. Yeah. And, and these guys didn't talk to me when I walked into the building. They didn't talk to me. They cold shouldered me. And the fear of God was in me before I even went there. And this fire marshal took me aside. We watched these videos. We talked. And then we went out. And they knew. They could see in my face that I had learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- enough, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't mean to catch these fields on fire. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were doing at seven years old. We got a hold of book of matches from some roadhouse or whatever. Kids, kids. Yeah, yeah. We made an honest mistake. Do you know what happened to the other guys you were with? Do you keep in touch with them? Do you know what came one with them? One of them, I don't know what happened to him. The other one, he passed away from a brain aneurysm. God yeah. damn. And his, his father was a police officer. And um, for San Bernardino County, uh, amazing, amazing guy, you know, um, the tragedy, what happened to his son, um, they they ended up starting their own business and going that way because, you know, being a cop just doesn't pay, either does being a firefighter. Um, but, yeah, so he passed away, um, so he's gone. Yeah. You know, mm. he tried to become a firefighter, but... Uh, do yeah. you feel like being out there, you, you, you talk about, and it's with good reason, you talk about people passing away, death, mm-hmm. in this conversation. I can, three people that you've talked At least about since, yeah. that have passed away. Is there a lot of weight on you when you do the job and the ethic attitude you had towards, have towards going to do the job? You understand what I'm saying? Is there a lot of weight on you in terms of, you know, these are the people that made me who I am. This right. is this, this is that. Even your parents, you know, you're an only child, so I have to be this right. because I'm the only one they got. You understand? It's not like you're from the fucking Jacksons and Michael. <laughs> what was Michael? Michael yeah. was the ninth out of ten kids or yeah, eleven yeah, kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got chance after chance. When you have an only kid, it's one shot. Mm. You know, so is there a lot of weight on you to do, quote unquote, the right thing and to do better? Oh man, um, I don't think there's a lot of lot of lot of weight versus. From outside sources versus just myself wanting to do the right thing, be the best that I can be. Um, I I don't care about the credit versus let's make let's be the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of that goes towards my folks, not never giving up on me because they could have. And there was a point in my life where I was not making the right decisions. Sure. And if I kept making those right decisions, I would have gone down a path that just led me. And they never, ever gave up on me. The, the mask off would be, hey, what's it like being a, a former felon, right? A convicted <laughs> yeah. felon. That, that's yeah. that's yeah. why yeah. you'd be sitting yeah. there, right? Or yeah. like a future felon. Yeah. Like, hey, you're a future felon, you know. And and they could have written me off at that point, and they never did, man. They yeah. never did. They they always made it like, you're you're better than that. You're You're capable of more than that. And why are you doing this? And... So they held me to that higher standard, and I carried that on, and that's... And so. here you are going to run 108 flights of stairs as a firefighter coming up. You can tell yeah. me to kiss your ass, but I want to ask this question. One, how were you when you found out you were adopted? Oz, uh, I have no idea. As soon as I could remember. So it's been in your life the whole time. Yeah. Two, have you ever tried to find your birth parents? So, interesting story. Um, I have a half-brother. Um, my, my birth mother reached out to my, my mother, uh, back in like January, February of this year. Yeah. Yeah. And was like, Hey, I see you guys are in Utah. Um, are you guys anywhere close to Hill air force base? And we grew up in, uh, I grew up when I moved to Utah, um, Salt Lake County. And now I live in, uh, uh, different County farther north and my mom was like well yeah we live right next to this air force base how'd she find your mom uh thank god for fucking social media social media yeah it's got to say it's got to be facebook yeah. Or so, yeah. so she knew who shit. she sent her kid out to she knew the family name yeah they they my my mom so my mom my adopted mom is my mom yes right there's 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 my birth mom right and there's no like no level of disrespect. I sure. I love and respect both of them. Sure, like one for giving you life and one for making you the person you are right exactly. now. Exactly, absolutely, exactly. Adoption, man. If you if you ever have questions, adoption is the loving choice. Most definitely, I made the most of this life, and I think it's through adoption. It's badass. Yeah, yeah. So, little political push on that like oh. i'm i'm not for abortion just because had i been aborted i wouldn't be the person i am today mm. and um teach their own i will never judge a person for making their decision right but, uh, god bless my mom yeah my birth mom and she made the loving choice okay and i ha- i feel like i have made the most of that decision that's why you're sitting here. We don't have right. bums yeah. sitting here. Yeah, right? Have yeah. we had a bum sitting here? No, not yet. We haven't had a bum sitting here. <laughs> so we should have a bum mask off. Now that you said <laughs> there that. There you go, yeah. Oh, Last br- night I slept under. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Go yeah. ahead. Put the needle in both ass cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on that. So, <laughs> so um, I lost track of where I was going. You're talking about your, your mom and your birth mom yeah. and becoming who you are. Yeah. So... Um, my birth mom. Um, so, you know, she was 18. She was from Ireland. She was here on a work visa in the United States. Um, things happened. She got knocked up. She decided to put me up for adoption. She met my parents. 
the rest is history, right? Did she go back to Ireland? She has since then. Yeah, she lives in Ireland currently. So I Damn. met her. I met her in October. I met oh, her in October. Shit. Yeah. yeah. My half brother is in the Air Force. And got stationed in Utah. Yeah, man. So uh, she raised your half brother. Yeah. So she moved back to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Had more kids. How do you end up here? She she stayed in the United States okay. for like 10 plus years. So she's lived in Ireland the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I've got a brother who's 10 years younger than me. Wow. She was she got married to an Air Force guy, you know, did the whole United States living, traveling around as the military family does, mm-hmm. unit does. Finally, she got divorced. I don't know the backstory to that. Um, but yeah, she's back in Ireland right now. Currently, yeah. what about your dad? I Birth dad? No, I have no idea. She doesn't have any information on that. Uh, I bet she does. If I asked her, you know, um, is it relevant to you? Nah, you're comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, to be honest with you, you know, I, um, I love my birth mother. I, I don't know her very well. I love her for the decision she made. I love her. Um, had she not like resurfaced, I never really would have researched that. You wouldn't even you, your parents are your parents, and you're fine with that. You're comfortable in your own skin. As young as I can remember, my parents have they they had this like knitting on the wall. Um, I can't remember the exact verbiage. It was a poem about how I'm not from their blood, but I'm still theirs. They're my parents. Yeah. They will always be Absolutely. my parents. And, you know, it's weird because I have no adopted adults, and they always say that. These are my parents. And you know, I'm always like, God, yeah, fuck, relax. I'm not questioning that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, you don't know, don't fuck me up, Suge Knight. God damn. But, <laughs> but I, had a, I, I had a friend that was adopted. He was 35 before he met his birth oh, mother. Yeah. And what he said to me was this. And this always stuck with me because we take it for granted. You mm-hmm. yeah. would. Yeah. I'd, he said, until I met... My birth mother, I never touched anybody with my own blood running through their veins. And that hit me so hard. And this, he told me this like 20 years ago. And that's just weird because I take it for granted. That's my yep. dad. That's my yeah, mom. That's right. my cousin. That's my sister. That's my brother. It's weird. But mm-hmm. adoption works, obviously. Does, yeah. And you're a testament to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a good dude, man. Thank you. You fucking... I, hey... I, I don't just want to be a fireman. I want to be the guy. <laughs> put, put me on the front row. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a badass yeah, fireman. Right. Hey, yeah, that's him. It, it doesn't have to be bloodline to love somebody, man. No, love is free. You can love anybody. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And we I, need to do more of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. We do. Absolutely. With that, Wood, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Scotty, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And that is what he is saying. Guys, we are... Always, always love our mascots, and we hope that you love them, and you do. Um, so you know where to find us. We're at sowhatyousaying.com, sowhatyousaying at gmail.com, and you can always contribute at anchor.fm backslash sowhatyousaying. Um, we, we we talked about Tiger Claw quite a bit through this episode. Yeah. Um, it's because both the motherfuckers are tatted up. Yeah. You, you guys look like somebody's going to rob me. Is how you look. <laughs> we I don't have ma- any tattoos. Yeah. All right? Or money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what we're robbing him for. Maybe he's got some gum or something in his pocket. Yeah. Either way, go see Tiger Claw Tattoo. Go over and get your steel straws. Go to our uh, uh, social media and that. Uh, you know how to send us the money to get those tumblers because, guys, we'll ship them to you for free. 20 bucks. 
and they're yours, and they're selling like hotcakes. So get them before they're gone, before we have to order more up. But we got some uh, in the making when they're there. Uh, hit them up. Um, what else I got, Keith? Is that, did I cover it all? Um, I feel like I covered it all. Yeah, I, I feel good about okay. that. I mean, again, I tune out when I hear things that just, you know, run rampant in my yeah, head. Yeah, well, somebody's got to carry this bitch. So on that, Keith, Scotty, I got to say, it has been a pleasure. We help, baby. We help, baby.